On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle Podcast, Jamie Eads talks with manager John DeChristopher. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. Are you overpaying for brand new tires? Stop it. Teens Tires is the answer. Visit them online at facebook.com slash teenstires or teenstires.com. That's T-I-N-E-S tires.com. Or feel free to call them at 304-729-6114. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the Dire Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason episode five with John Pintall. Follow me on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know, Unreasonable Doubt podcast page on Facebook. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Unreasonable Doubt WV at gmail.com is the email address. I'm going to keep giving you the email address. That's something I want to do. That's for me. I guess it's for you. Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. Before we talk to John, final player profile. Jalen Bridges is redshirting. So this is the last one. Last preseason episode before we get into the exhibition game, and then the season. The final player profile is sophomore Derek Culver. What a first year for Derek Culver. Started his career suspended. (laughs) First 10 games suspended. Apparently, word on the street was that Derek uh, was having issues getting to stuff on time. And Bob Huggins nipped it in the butt, you know, and said, hey, uh, you know, take a break, let the semester end, the first semester end, you can start playing after that. So it's almost like a first semester red shirt <laughs> that Bob Huggins gave Derek Culver. Here's a question. I don't know the answer to it. That's why I'm asking. If you're suspended for more than one game, do you get to go to the Bob Huggins doghouse the very plush Bob Huggins doghouse. Because uh, guys get suspended during the season or don't play because they go to the doghouse. Because the, as I've talked about before, the doghouse has to be nice because a lot of people visit it. But if you're suspended for 10 games, my guess is it's a lesser experience than the doghouse. And I don't know what that looks like. Kind of like a doghouse purgatory. That's where Derek Culver was at at the beginning of last year. After that, his second game that he played, I went to the Lehigh game. He went 11 points, 11 rebounds. He did a 22.21 rebound performance in that triple overtime game late in the season against TCU. He shot 24 free throws against Texas Tech at at Texas Tech. 
for this season, he ended up averaging 11.5 points, 10 rebounds a game. That's a double-double. I'm doing the biased roundup on the rebound number. Number You go out and you read stuff about Derek Culver. Everybody types accurately that Culver averaged 9.9 rebounds a game. Between you and me and everybody else, we're rounding up the 10. Culver had a double-double in his freshman year, which is impressive. Okay, He's a decent passer. Huggins says he wants to pass, which is great for this team. He's not really a shot blocker, but his defensive numbers are good. He's a good defensive player. Hard to compare him to the exited Kanate in that in that regard. Super speedy in all regards. All right, he's fast. Huggins claims him or Oscar him or Oscar is the fastest guy on the team. And he's speedy in everything. When he gets the ball close to the rim, he's herky-jerky, a lot of post moves that are super speedy. He looks out of control. All right? We talked about Sean McNeil earlier in the offseason. He looks like a Toyota robot. Derek Culver is the Toyota robot that speeds up and glitches before it powers down. (laughs) It's almost out of battery. That's Derek Culver, except Derek Culver doesn't power down uh he put in good minutes last season for his size and and, uh and position so for this year let's look for Derek culver to slow down offensively let's not round up the 10 rebounds a game he's going to do 10 plus rebounds a game my prediction maybe do a little better on his free throw shooting you know his points and minutes can stay about the same I don't think this team is looking for Derek Culver to really increase in scoring. Do about the same. Slow down the offensive uh, crazy herky-jerky stuff. And space out the fouls. I would say, hey, Derek Culver, space out the fouls, but keep the fouls coming. Remember, in the if you listened to this podcast last offseason, two offseasons ago, I said, a little fun fact for everybody based on the previous stats from the previous season. Didn't have a lot of that for this season. All of the stats pointed to West Virginia lost a bunch. Here's a stat I could come up with. West Virginia was one in 10 when Derek Culver had two or less fouls in a game. When Derek Culver had three or more fouls, West Virginia had a winning record. They were eight and seven. Okay, so I don't know how you space out fouls, (laughs) but we need Derek Culver to have at least three fouls a game. That means he's doing something right and the team is more successful. Again, based on the numbers, that's scientific. So I'm not expecting a big leap from Culver because Culver had a great freshman season. As I mentioned, average a double-double. Let's do another double this season. Let's, Let's go for 16 and 12. If Derek Culver has a 16 and 12 season, then that bodes well for the team. It does not bode well for Derek Culver finishing four years of college with WVU. It's too early, but I'm saying stats like that and his kind of athletic gifted ability um, that screams get paid to play basketball before you get your four year degree. Too early to say. But that's the final player profile. Up next, my interview with John Pintall.
Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Two locations, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia, home of the discount deal. New items every time you go into the store. Inventory changes all the time. Find that inventory on Facebook. Go to the Woody's Goodies page. See what's going to be in the store the next time it opens. Halloween wrapped up. Look at your calendar. Just think. You've been on this earth a while. Think. What comes after Halloween? Huh? Yes, Veterans Day. Yes. Yes, Thanksgiving. What about the one after that? Yeah, Christmas. Christmas shopping can be had with discount deals at Woody's Goodies. So it's a great time. It's always a great time to visit your local Woody's Goodies store, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. To preview the 2019-2020 WVU basketball season, I've invited on John Pintall. John Pintall writes for Mountaineer Maven on Sports Illustrated. You can find John on Twitter at John underscore Pintall underscore. That's P-E-N-T-O-L. This was formerly WB Nation, formerly WV Sports Now, Skylar Callahan, Christopher Hall. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at SI underscore WVU. And listen to Skyler and Chris on the Between the Ears podcast at Between the Ears on Twitter. Here's my interview with John. All right, John Pintall, welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Josh, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> Have you said that before to me, like a couple of minutes ago? <laughs> um. It, it's written down on my notes. Oh, so this, is, this is my third time saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I, uh, we've, we've done this for a few minutes, and then I forgot to hit record. So uh, now we're recording. And, John, again, thank you for joining me. Now, you're a writer for Mountaineer Maven on Sports Illustrated. You focus on WVU football, basketball. But I've seen your work writing about the NBA, Major League Baseball. What's your favorite sport to follow and why? For me, it's basketball. And growing up for me, you know, my parents, you know, my mom was really kind of strict about it. She didn't really want me playing football and, you know, too many concussion things and things like that. So, but she let me play basketball and I, I fell in love with it from the very beginning. And, you know, I grew up in Virginia, so I was a Wizards fan growing up. So don't give me too much heat about that. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> um, but I was very fortunate that my dad, you know, my dad did not like sports at all. But he liked, he liked taking me because he knew I loved it. And I was very fortunate, and he took me to my first Wizards game, and I was able to see Michael Jordan. Wow. Late yes. Michael Jordan. That's awesome. Yep. That's so a good way to get the, hooked. Yep. When you see the man play, you in, you immediately fall in love with basketball. That's fantastic. That's perfect timing. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're a basketball fan. So am I. And we've the NBA's already started, which has been a great start for WVU fans, seeing Javon Carter get – game time and and really contribute for the suns but college basketball a lot of enthusiasm for the program coming off of huggins worst season as a coach one would argue the last time he had a losing season for wvu was the 2012 2013 team two seasons later they were back in the ncaa tournament after a lot of roster changes 
John, what's different this time? Can they get back to the NCAA tournament this season? There's a lot of excitement around this team, and there's a lot of energy around this team. And I think it's because of their youth. I think it's because of the guys they're bringing in. You know, everybody's talking about Oscar as they should be. He's going to earn, you know, he's going to earn that TV time. He's going to earn the respect from other Big 12 fans around the country. But Mountaineer fans already love him. I don't blame him. Um, This kid's coming in, and he's going to make an impact immediately. Um, But this Bob Huggins team honestly reminds me of some of his Cincinnati teams and some of his early WU teams. Because you're not going to see the press this year. And that's okay. A lot of, you know, we fell in love with press Virginia. We love tweeting about it. We love Javon and Dax and Nathan Adrian and the inbound play, which was great. It was fun to watch. It took the league or took the country by storm, but we're just not that team anymore. And that's okay. Bob Huggins is finally has that team. And I think we can do have a lockdown defense, um, half court defense. And offensively, I think they are going to run Bob Huggins offense to the point where we're going to have a solid offensive progression and actually be able to score in, 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 the, in the half court, which we haven't seen in a long time in West Virginia basketball. We have not. It, it, here's my concern, John, is the last time we had a good shooting team was mm-hmm. like the seasons after the losing season. Like you think of Aaron Harris and Terry Henderson. That team had no problem scoring. The defense is what caused them to struggle and 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 not make it to the NCAA tournament. So, mm-hmm. um, to hear you say feel good about defense, I know they're going to be better than last year. They have to be better than last year. How much <laughs> I think will determine how well the season progresses this year. Well, don't you think? I agree. Um, I think it starts in the middle, and I think with having Oscar down there with Culver, um, they. Uh, Honestly, this is going to sound kind of crazy. They remind me of Duncan and Robinson in those early San Antonio days. Interesting. They used to call them the Twin Towers. Right. I mean, you put Culver at the four. You know, he already pretty much – I think he led the Big 12 in rebounding last year, and if he didn't, he was very close. Close, um, yeah. And he definitely blocked shots. You know, he was no sags when it came to blocking shots, but he was there doing his thing. And now you bring in Oscar, who's bigger and stronger than him, to help him guard the paint. It's going to force Big 12 offenses to – you know, try to shoot on us and, you know, try to find ways to score outside of the paint. And if we can control that and control the rebounding, which will push the fast break on our end, I see that defense will spark points for us. Fantastic. That'd be great. And I'm excited for this season too. Lower expectations. That always feels better than having, you know, last year they came in ranked 13th in the preseason, high expectations, four years in the NCAA tournament. This year, you know, they finished last. So the expectation is they're not going to go from worst to first in people's minds so it's like you can you can push up and that feels much better and i'm that's that is as exciting that you have a building roster um that's it can only get better if people stick around so that's exciting um speaking of last year no one you know usually huggins has a guy that makes a leap it from one year to the next and when you look at stats and just watching last season john did anybody make a leap last year? I can't think of one guy that really took a big step forward. A lot of the older guys uh, not with the team uh, this year. Who do you think that was on the roster last year can make a leap this season? You know, my initial thought when you asked that is Culver or McCabe. However, with Culver, you already know what you're going to get. I think he's he probably got better. He probably got stronger, which is great for Mountaineer fans. Right. And McCabe, if he's probably gotten some time to really break down some game film and 
get better. And if he can turn the ball over less, he's going to be dangerous in this league. But my answer to your question, as far as who's going to take the biggest leap, I think is Emmett Matthews. And the reason I say that is because towards the end of that season, when he had, it was 28 points and eight rebounds against Texas tech in that game in the big 12 tournament. I mean, that was a glimpse of what he can bring to the table. And then in the CBI tournament, he was playing fantastic as well. Um, I think it was against coastal Carolina where he had 21 points and eight rebounds. And, you know, I liked when players spark at the end because right. that means even even though the long season hit them, they're still performing very well. And you saw the growth of the team. I think Emmett Matthews is a guy that can take that leap and be a go-to guy for Huggins, you know, in the last eight minutes of the game um, to, to really put the ball in his hands and make something happen. That'd be great. And that'd be such a leap, right? Because he, he came on late in the season, but, you know, just seeing pictures and videos of Emmett look stronger, bigger. It seems like he's still growing and Mm -hmm. um, part of the breakfast club that we see on social media. So, you know, he's working hard. So it'd be great if he takes the reins, it, it would be, that would be a major leap. That's my only concern is the leap. Everybody's talking about how great he looks and how much he's scoring in, in practice and in the scrimmages and super secret scrimmages. I wonder if that's going to translate into this big jump that we're expecting because it's that's a lot to ask for based on the whole body of work last season but i would be excited to see it right i mean that'd be great absolutely uh, you mentioned that he did put on some muscle you can see that in his instagrams and the and the team's videos and things like that which is only good for for mountaineer fans because with muscle you know he's going to be tougher on the defensive side of the ball he's going to go rebound the ball as well and then i think offensively he can take the ball to the basket and score you know, score at the basket. That was one thing, you know, I I think Deshaun Butler might be the last guy in Mountaineer, you know, besides maybe Kevin Jones, where I can think of, you can give the guy the ball and he can just go score, you know, right. That, that Tracy McGrady, that Kobe Bryant, that LeBron James guy that can just get the ball and make a play. You know, we had, I mean, Javon was great. Dax could score really well, but they weren't really guys that could just ISO on the wing and go to the basket and score. Emmett could be that guy. I would love to see it. That'd be fantastic. Um, lots of turnover as far as guys out of the program. A lot of new faces similar to the last year. Of the new guys, and you talked about Oscar, you think about the Juco guys, Deuce McBride. Which one of those guys do you think is going to make the biggest impact this season uh, for for new faces? Yeah, you know, we already talked about Oscar, you know, him being – an All-American, McDonald's All-American. He's the only, he's the second freshman All-American that W is getting in the first since uh, Chris Brooks in 86. So it's been a while since we've had a McDonald's All-American. But you're right, we've talked about him a lot. You know, we know that he's going to bring a lot to the table. Deuce McBride played very well in Spain for the team uh, when they went and made that trip. Um, but when I was looking up some stats about him earlier in, in, the, in the summer, you know, he, he could score the basketball, he can rebound, he can pass. But he led his team to a 29-0 record. In right. So he's a winner, and that's what we—that's what Mountaineer fans want. They want a guy that knows how to win, knows what it takes to win. Even if he's not getting 30 points a game, he's not getting 20 assists. If he wants to win, that's the guys that Bob Huggins wants, and that's my—that's people that you know Mountaineer fans want to see. But to actually answer your question, I think it's the JUCO guys, Sean McNeil and Taz Sherman. Those guys can score the basketball. Sean McNeil led the JUCO uh, last year, junior college division. Um, he averaged 29, almost 30 points a game last year. John, and- I went, I went to the blue gold game. His, his shot looks like it's, 
it looks the same. You know, everybody's shot looks who's a shooter looks the same every time. His mm-hmm. looks like a machine. Like it, yes. it, and you hear the coaches talk about like every time he shoots it, it looks like it's going in. So that's mm-hmm. exciting to see. And Sherman looked like a pure scorer. Like yes, he can get the ball in the basket. Yeah, Sherman might be that guy that I was just wanting Emmett Matthews to be, which is great. If you have two of those, you know, that really puts you in a great chance to win. But to answer your question as far as, you know, who's going to make an impact of who's coming in, those two guys, I think they're going to get significant playing time. That's wild. That, and it'd be great. It's a lot to ask for guys first year in the program. But for a successful year, um, you have to have impacts from the new guys, Um and 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 your freshman uh, McDonald's All American, so it's excitement. It's it's you know we I've seen them in the scrimmage. You see the videos. It's we're finally going to get to see them play uh, against Duquesne soon, and then the first game against Akron. So I'm going to put you on the spot, John. What's your prediction for WVU's record? For- um, this is a 20 win team. I truly believe that. I know last wow. year they like you said they were ranked 13th going in, and there's a lot of expectations. But if you look at the schedule. There's a lot of non-conference games that we should win as a program. Um, I'm excited to watch the Backyard Brawl in a couple weeks in Pittsburgh. That'll be tough going to Pittsburgh. Yep, Mountain fans don't want to hear it, but Pittsburgh has a decent team again. It will be a great game to watch. Can we win that game? Absolutely. Should we win that game? Yes, we should definitely win that game. I think we're a better team. Um, Another, you know, know, when they go to uh, Cancun in a few weeks after that, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, and then when they play Ohio State, that's going to be a fun game to watch as well. But all those games are winnable for the Mountaineers. Um, they have the talent. They have the depth now. Um, but to answer your question, I think this is a 20-win team, 20 to 22 wins. Gets them in the NCAA tournament. I see this team also making a decent run in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Um, will they win it? <sighs> it's tough, it man. <laughs> it's in Kansas. That, that's, that's a home tournament, even though, even though Kansas doesn't win it every year. The, Josh, the odds are what. stacked for WVU in the conference period because of geography, but specifically mm-hmm. that tournament held in Kansas City every year. Trust me, Josh, we can go on a tangent of why I think <laughs> West Virginia should be probably in a different conference, but that's a, we'll save that for the next conversation. Can't, yes, can't but, change that. Right. So I've been to Kansas City, so I used to be in the pep band when I was in school, and I was fortunate enough that my last two, my first two years were in the Big East. But my second two years, we were in the Big 12. Oh, wow. And I got to, yep, and I got to go to Kansas City with the pep band. And first of all, let me just say this. Big 12 fans are very welcoming, very friendly. But man, oh, man, it, it is Kansas everywhere. Of course. Everywhere. They right. take over that entire t- city. How far? It's not that far from the campus, like an hour drive from Lawrence. Is that right? Or, or something close? It's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. That's, well, I mean, but that's 20 to 22 wins. I think fans are excited for that possibility, and I want I want that to happen, John. I, I want to be optimistic, um, but history tells us it's going to take a little bit longer. But the talent's there. I can't argue with the talent. I feel like the guys that came in uh, can contribute better than a lot of freshmen last year. Um, so we'll see what happens. So I'm excited for that. Um, final question, John, I'll get you out of here. I've asked everybody this in the off-season and preseason, uh, Game of Thrones style. What animal or object would be on the Pintall family crest? So I have a story. <laughs> so okay. growing up in our living room, my parents had this frame, 
And I used to walk by it and I was like, what is that? And I didn't really know what it was until I got older. It was the Pental family crest and my mom's side of the family, Nazario's her maiden name, their family crest. Now the Nazario family crest, I looked at it not too long ago, a couple months ago. There's no animal on it. It looks like a bunch of Christmas stockings, which I have no idea what that is. <laughs> but it's just like three Christmas stockings, and then it has their name. I was like, uh-huh. okay, well, I'm a Pentol, so I'm going to look at the Pentol one. I'm very fortunate. It's a lion. So we're oh, strong, awesome. we're fierce, we're ready to go at all times. So I'm going to stick with it. You're going to see a lion on the Pentol family. All right. So the, Okay, so you had the option between lion, king of the, king of the jungle, and – uh, as you describe it, random Christmas stockings, and so you're going with the lion, is what you're saying? I'm gonna say that I'm a lion. <laughs> I, hang up, I hang up my Christmas stockings when the time is right, which is coming there. You soon. go, fantastic, man. Well, I appreciate it. This is a great uh, preview for the 2019-2020 season. I love the optimism. You can find John on Twitter, and you can find him at Mountaineer Maven on Sports Illustrated. John, thank you so much for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love listening to your show. I love the energy you bring for West Virginia basketball. Keep it up, man. You know, Mountaineer fans need a guy like you as the voice, so it's good to hear. Oh, I don't know about that, John, but thank you for the kind words. (laughs) Appreciate it, John. Thanks. Thanks. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime is a full-service graphic shop. They can help you with designs. For t-shirts. For stickers. For airplanes. For bowling balls. For Rubik's Cubes. And not like one... Not one logo for the entire side of a Rubik's Cube. Dyer Prime, and I haven't ran this by them, but I feel like they could put a individual logo on each little square of a Rubik's Cube. So that's nine squares on each side. Six sides to a Rubik's Cube. Nine boxes on each side. That's 54 logo opportunities. Don't pass that up. 304-767-4445. Call or text them. DyerPrime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Big thanks again to John Pintoff for joining me on the podcast. Find his writing in Mountaineer Maven on Sports Illustrated at SI.com slash college slash West Virginia. If you heard squeals of joy in the background, and you probably did, that was my youngest daughter (laughs) upstairs. Uh, She was very happy, and you could hear it in the interview. So that's what that was. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. Do one of those three things. If I had a preference, subscribe to the podcast. And then it automatically comes to your phone. And then you can press the button and listen to this nonsense. Season three is happening. So that's news, right? People are still listening. I want to thank all the off-season and preseason guests 
Jack Witt, Ty Ward, Brandon Lowe, Craig Keeney, Garrett and Steven from Day One Lifestyle and Friends, the podcast. Former WVU player Devin Williams. Former WVU player John Flowers. Micah Zaza. Brandon and Jeremy Phoenix from the Raspy Voice Kids. John, going to keep going. You know the rules. If I don't like it, then I'll stop doing it. If the podcast doesn't continue to grow, I'm going to stop doing it. The good news is the podcast still growing. Let's see what happens. I can't wait for the Duquesne game. And then Akron next week. It's here, baby. Thank you to everyone that's listening, both old and new. Really appreciate it. Until next time. I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2019-2020 season is 0-0. and zero.